Oh my God, I can't believe I have to go to work tomorrow. Ugh. I don't want to go to the gym. I have to work out. I don't want to work out. School year is almost starting. Ugh, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking. We're walking and talking with Helen Ryan. So this is the episode about reframing. And I want to tell you real quick, first off, that this is the third time I'm trying to record this because the first two times the microphone didn't work. So maybe I should reframe how I'm looking at the situation instead of being cranky, right? If you're walking with me today, you'll want to just start out at a moderate pace, shake out your legs, shake out your shoulders. If you're walking inside with me, just start out with little marches in place, and you can always make things harder by doing some knee lifts, pressing some hands, some hands, your hands, above your head, and just kind of finding a good pace inside as well. So reframing is actually kind of easy, at least when you think about it. But to do it, it's really hard because you forget sometimes. What is reframing? Well, it's changing the way you talk about and changing the way you think about certain things. I'm going to do a little dance right here. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the dancing. So let's talk about reframing with exercise. But first, you're going to pick up a little bit of pace if you're walking with me. A lot of times you don't want to work out. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to take a class. You don't even want to do any videos at home or even go for a walk. And I understand because a lot of times I feel the same way. So you always tell yourself when you think you know, oh, I have to go to the gym. Oh, I have to work out. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. Now, you may not sound like that because that's really me. But you get the drift of what I'm talking about. So instead of you saying, oh, I have to work out later today, reframing is changing that to I get to work out. I want to work out. And what it is, is it's looking at the good parts of working out. For example, if you go to the gym, Maybe you get to see some people you know. You get to see cool people in class. You get to listen to some good music. You get to get out of the house. If you're working out at home, if you're going for a walk, you get fresh air. Or if you're walking inside, you get the blood pumping. You get fresh oxygen. Same thing if you're outdoor walking. You know, there's a lot of benefits. And instead of thinking to yourself, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. Once it becomes a chore, then you don't want to do it, and then you dread it, and you build up that dread. So what you want to do is reframe it so it doesn't become a chore, and then also so it's something that you could maybe look forward to. Now, there are a lot of people who would like to be able to work out, and maybe someday you won't be able to work out. So you want to take advantage now, and you want to say, I get to work out. I get to do this. I get to move my body. I get to feel this feeling. And I want to do this. I want to feel this way. I want to see my friends. I want to listen to music. One thing you can do if you're, for example, walking, other than listening to me, is that you can find like a really exciting audiobook and you can only listen to that audiobook while you're walking. I used to do that with my elliptical machine. I would only watch an exciting show when I was on it because then I would have to get on it to see what happened. So you could do that with your walking or other kind of exercise. You could play a song that you love only when you're working out. You could listen to this exciting audiobook only when you're walking. 
And that gives you something to look forward to. Oh, I get to see what happens next. So I get to work out. I want to work out. And think about how working out really makes you feel. And this is where, like, your handy-dandy notebook, again, you can tell my um, son was a big fan of Blue's Clues. The handy-dandy notebook, you can write down the negative words that you associate with it, like, I have to work out. And then you can write some positive ones, like, I get to work out. I want to work out. I want to listen to this music. I want to go for a walk. I know I'll be less cranky. I really want to elevate my mood. And think about the positives of working out and reframe that. So catch yourself whenever you say, I have to, and immediately change it to, I get to. And even if you just talk to yourself like I do, just remember, reframe that. And that's the hardest thing is to catch yourself in the moment when you're saying, I have to. So that should be the first thing you do for this week is change any I have to's to I get to or I want to. I used to feel that way sometimes when I would teach a class. Oh, I have to teach tonight. I have to teach tomorrow morning. Then I would start fretting because I have to do this. I have to get my music ready. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then I made it like a really big stress. But the whole thing is when I got to class, I loved it. I was so looking forward to seeing the people in class. I loved the people. I got to play really good music. I felt amazing. And so I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Because I don't like appointments. So it's like, I have to be there at this time. Then I start dreading the fact that I have to be there at this time. Not the actual class. It's just the fact that I have to be there at a certain time. And so I started to reframe that from, I have to do this to, who I get to teach this class tonight. I get to see so-and-so tonight. I get to do this tonight. I get to do this tomorrow morning. And that's what you want to think about when you reframe working out. Now we're going to reframe it right now and you're going to pick up a little bit of pace. And guess what? You get to pick up a little bit of pace. Yippee! I want to say yippee ki mofo. Nice deep breath in. Pick up just a little bit of speed. Keep that oxygen flowing in and out, back and forth. Really important that you breathe. I know I'm always telling you to breathe. I know you know how to breathe. Shake out your shoulders a little bit. Shake out your hands. And hold that pace a little bit uncomfortable. Reframing works not only with exercise, but let's just say your work life. Whether you work at a a job or you have your own business or you're working at home taking care of the house, there's always something you're thinking about, oh, I have to do this. So maybe you've programmed yourself all this time to dread Mondays when all reality, maybe Mondays aren't that bad. Maybe there's someone at work that you really enjoy speaking with. Maybe there are customers that you really like. Maybe there's something about your job that you really like to do, something that makes you happy. We spend a lot of time at jobs. There's something usually there that makes us feel good, makes us feel happy. That's what we want to focus on instead of, I have to go to work. Okay, pick up some pace now again. I want you to hold a little bit uncomfortable speed. Just remember to keep breathing in and out, nice and strong. So sometimes our jobs are less than ideal, and sometimes we have really crappy jobs. If you have a really crappy job, I know it's really hard to reframe. So it may be time for you to look for another job. It may be time to start planning for another job or start planning for another career. In the meantime, try to find something, one thing, the day at work, one thing, one person, one job that's coming up 
one project that you can actually look forward to a little bit. That way, going to work won't be such a big deal and you won't start dreading it. We only have a certain number of hours in our lives available, and every second that passes is another second that we will never get back. So every second and every minute that we're fretting or thinking negative thoughts, or we're thinking I have to, and we're starting to dread things, those are times that these things are taking away from us. When you reframe it, it goes so much easier. When you reframe it, you don't lose all those seconds and minutes and hours to dread and to feeling the negativity. We want to feel as much positivity in our lives as we can in the time that we have available on this planet because we don't know what happens. We want to live the best lives that we can and we want to have the best moments that we can. And we need to try to make those moments in our own lives because no one's going to make those moments for us, as I'm sure you have already discovered. Pick up more speed now. Once you feel a little bit of a push, if you're at home, you can bring your arms above your head if you want. You can bring your knees up. If you're walking outdoors, you can start pumping your arms. We're going to do intervals, but not yet. We're just going to go nice and steady and strong right now. We're just going to go steady right now. Deep breath in feel a little bit of discomfort and reframe it to like, wow, I feel really great. You don't have to be a little miss or little Mr. Sunshine because no one can be happy 100% of the time. I do have an aunt who's happy like 98% of the time. And even under stress, I've never seen her crack. And I'm like, what? What? What are you made of? I want some of that. But the rest of us mere mortals, we will have bad days. We will have bad moments. We will have bad weeks. And that's okay. And that's normal. But try to find a few moments to reframe even in those bad moments and those bad times because it just gives us a little bit of extra impetus, a little bit of extra good feeling so we don't stay too long in the bad feelings. We're going to go for one minute now and I want you to push it. Strong, steady. Shoulders are relaxed, hands are relaxed. We want to feel an effort here. When you have those moments of doubt or when you have those moments where things aren't going right or you just feel down, look for the little moments of joy. Even if it's watching something that's funny, even if it's thinking back about something that's funny, even if it's calling someone who's funny. I have a cousin I haven't talked to in a long time. We text back and forth, but we have not had the time to talk on the phone. And we had such a great time. We talked for two hours. And we laughed all about our past, all about the mistakes with guys that we've made. We couldn't stop laughing for two hours. 10 more seconds, push it now. So I felt so happy, all the endorphins were flooding my system and I just felt so much better overall and so much more positive. And slow it down, just a little bit, not all the way. We can take something that happened that wasn't that great or that at the time was pretty bad, but then you talk about it later and you make it into something funny and you realize just how ridiculous that was at the time and how you might have thought that was normal. And so when you find someone or you have someone in your life that makes you laugh, go back and rehash some really, really funny moments. You have to laugh and connecting with people will really help bring your mood up. And that's how you can reframe things because we took something that was actually kind of negative at the time, but we made it into something really funny and we could not stop laughing. Okay, one more time, another minute. Pick up your speed, pick up your speed. That's not even a song. I don't even have a song for you today. But I want you to push it now, whether you're inside or outside. 
or Upside Down? That was a Dr. Seuss book, right? P.D. Eastman, Inside, Outside, Upside Down. I spent a lot of time reading to the kids, as you can tell. Not only do I know every lyric to every 80s song ever written, but I probably know every word to every children's book for when my kids were young. 30 seconds, I want you to push it. Stay strong. I know I felt like singing Get Down On It. Remember that? Get down on it. Get down on it. Who was that? Get down on it. Gap band? I don't know. Okay, 15 seconds. You want to get down? What you going to do? I don't know. You want to get down? I don't know what I'm going to do. Five more seconds. Push it now a little bit faster. And now you can slow it down just a little bit. Shake out those hands, but not all the way. Just a little bit slower than you were before. And now we're going to take it into two minutes. Just one moment. Hold your horsies. Breathe in. Deep, 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 deep. Exhale. Shake out your hands. Shake out your shoulders. Now pick up some more pace and feel push for two minutes. Feel the way your body feels when you're moving. Feel the happiness that you get to move. And that your body does what it can do and that you can move and you can walk and if you're not walking right now it's okay try to walk a little bit later this also goes for food we always think about oh i have to eat healthy i have to eat salad oh i have to eat i don't know uh you know vegetables i have to eat protein i have to eat that as much as i love sugar and you know i love sugar and i do eat sugar i'm trying not to go crazy with it because when I eat like a bunch of jelly beans, for example, they are the worst, aren't they? Jelly beans make me all like, I can almost feel like the sugar coursing through my body and almost electrocuting me. And I think about what is my body doing with all this sugar? How is my body processing all that sugar? So when you think about the foods like you have to eat healthy, think about how your body feels when you eat the wrong foods for your body. Now, again, every body is different. Some people do really well with low carb. Some people do really well with moderate carbs. I'm more of a moderate, high-carb kind of girl. But excessive sugar doesn't feel good for anybody and for anybody's body. So when you pay attention to how your body's feeling, and then pay attention to how your body feels when you eat healthier, when you eat salads without a ton of dressing, when you eat maybe a delicious vegetable soup with tons of vegetables, when you eat your lean protein, when you get enough of the right nutrients, your body feels pretty good and it starts to feel really amazing. Instead of saying, oh, I have to eat healthy, you want to say, I get to eat healthy. I get to eat this because I'll get to feel good. Let's slow it down just a little bit. We're going to keep it moderate now. Not all the way slow. Make sure you breathe. Shake out your hands. Relax your face. Even if you're driving or sitting somewhere listening to this, make sure your face is loose. We tend to clench our jaws. So you can just kind of loosen your jaw a little bit. Relax your tongue. People might look at you if you're outside. That's okay. Doesn't matter what they think. Take your little notebook, or I love sticky notes too. Don't you love sticky notes? I love to buy all different colors. I have a thing for office supplies. Even when I was a little girl, and I used to go, when my mom had a job, and I used to go to her work, and sometimes I would go into the supply room, and it would be like, Heaven, I'm in heaven. We have office supplies as far as we can see. I can't hit that note. I just love office supplies. I go to Staples, I get really excited, right? Anyway, I digress back to the sticky notes. You can take sticky notes and even put little notes on your bathroom mirror 
or if there's some part of your place where you're staying that's for you, you can put them inside your closet on the wall. Put little sticky notes about what you would normally say and then what your new response is going to be. Okay, we're going to get ready. We're going to pick it up two more minutes and go. Faster now. Push it faster. Maybe you could even do two, ooh, two different color sticky notes. The one color would be what you would normally say, and then the other color would be your new response. So instead of saying, I have to exercise, you can say, I get to see Janet tomorrow. Instead of saying, I have to eat salad, you can say, I get to try this new salad recipe I've been dying to try. Instead of saying, I have to go to work tomorrow, say, I'm gonna make a phone call to my favorite client and I'm gonna talk to them tomorrow. And just think about the positives. Write down those positives. But it's also important that you take the negatives and write those down because sometimes we forget that we're trying to catch ourselves saying something negative and you forget what it is that you're trying to monitor yourself for. So if you write it down, you have stickies or in your notebook, whenever you say I have to in a negative way, you can be aware of that and then you can change that to I get to, I want to. I want to try this brand new recipe. I've been dying to try this vegetable lasagna recipe made with cottage cheese and whole grain lasagna noodles and that will be healthy maybe stuffed with spinach and you can say oh I get to try this I I can't wait I've been waiting to try this recipe instead of saying oh I have to find something healthy to eat you get to try something new something new every day something new every week so that is what reframing is all about and it's really easy on paper but it's not so easy in real life Okay, and slow it down just a little bit now. Because we're not aware of what we're saying. Now, one time I did this, and I don't recommend you do this. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. This was like my own aversion therapy I was trying a few years ago. And I had this one negative thought that kept popping up into my head. So I took a rubber band, not tight, just a regular rubber band, put it around my wrist. And every time that thought popped into my head, I would snap the rubber band. And I did not realize how many times... I thought that negative thought because I kept snapping that rubber band. Not really hurting myself, but just a little, just a little tick, 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 tick like that. So maybe what would be really cool is if you just go get like a bunch of quarters and then you have a little glass jar or whatever. Every time you have a negative thought about certain things, throw a quarter in the little glass jar. Then you can really see how many times you think negatively about one specific thing. Okay, now we're going to pick it up faster, but we're going to go 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off a couple of times through that cycle. Get ready, deep breath in, and push it now. I want you to really go hard, pump your arms, take big long steps. If you're outside and you get to a light, keep marching, walk around in circles, wait till that light changes. In your house, lift those knees, pump your hands up to the ceiling, just keep moving. Okay, you got eight seconds. Breathe and slow it down. We're only going to have about a 10 second break. And we're going to pick up again. Ready? And go. Feel your body moving. Feel how it feels to make this effort. And recognize what an effort feels like in your body. And then give yourself a little smile. I know it's weird, but you know what? Giving yourself a little smile does amazing things for your outlook. Okay, we've got about 10 more seconds. I wasn't guessing. I just couldn't see the little timer thing. Okay, five more seconds. Smile. And slow it down a little bit. 
We're going to do that two more times. Get ready and go. I want you to go fast. I want you to go hard. Or if there's stairs, go up and down those stairs. Really feel the work. But reminding yourself about the words you want to change, that's the important part. That's the first step towards changing. Like at a conversation with my cousin, we reframed our disasters in life with guys. We reframed them into something funny. Slow it down. Get ready. One more time. It's like when the kids and I were traveling, pick up that pace and something would happen and then I would laugh about it. Inside I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I'd be like, oh, I have to do that. But then I just kind of made it into something funny because I was determined not to be negative like I was when I was here because it was a long time I was really negative. I had a really, really negative roommate. So I would be negative also. We feed on each other's negativity. Get ready to slow it down. One more time. Get ready. We've got about five more seconds. And push it fast right here. 30 seconds and push hard. So if you're negative and someone else is negative, it's so easy to become negative because you feed off that. Like we said, we feed off that negative energy and you almost try to out negative each other. I noticed that too when I was living with my roommate. No matter what he would say, I knew in my heart that my day was worse. So when I tried to say that, then he would try to out negative me and it was really funny. And slow your pace. Okay, now we're going to go for 45 seconds. Pick up your pace and go. So also think about the people in your life who you may try to out negative or who try to out negative you. And it's really surprising how prevalent that is and how that affects your life. Now, I'm not one of those people who believes in like the secret and manifest this and all that, because no matter how much I think about it, Billy Idol is not coming to marry me. It's not going to happen. I can think about it. I can manifest it. I can meditate on it. I could do whatever. He's not coming to marry me. I'm a realist. I know that. Billy. Okay, slow it down a little bit, not all the way. No matter what it is in life, there's something that you can do to reframe a situation. And try it this week, but try to pick maybe one thing or maybe two things, or even think about something that happened in the past that was really negative at the time, but think how you can make it funny. Because it can be funny. You can look back at it and think, oh my God, that was so silly. I did such a silly thing. And you change it into something that makes you laugh. Okay, we're going to go faster and go. Pick up for 45 seconds. Because I want to trick you. Trick you. Because I mean like that. But I mean in a good way. So reframe it to where I'm not mean. I'm just supportive of your endeavor to get in better shape. How's that? Hold on to your pace writing notes or giving yourself some other kind of reminder. You don't have to snap a rubber band, but find some that will remind you and then pick one thing, one thing a week to change. Maybe this week you're going to tell yourself, I'm not going to use the phrase, I have to. Slow it down. Two more seconds. And slow it down a little more. Not all the way. So this week work, take away the I have to for exercise, for example. So you're going to say, oh, I get to go for a walk. I get to do some core work. I get to do this video. I get to do this. I'm lucky. I want to. And change the way this week, how you think about one thing, whether it's exercise or food or your job, change one thing from I have to to I get to. 
and you'll be so amazed at the difference. You can change your mind with little, little, little tiny baby steps. Just like with everything else in life, it makes it easier if you start out with baby steps. And maybe you're never going to be Miss Positivity. You don't have to be. But for your life and your mental health and your overall enjoyment and the success and the goals that you have, you can reframe those little things. It will make a big difference. You don't have to be sparkly all the time. My ex-husband's boss used to say, Sparkle Plenty, you don't have to be Sparkle Plenty. Okay, I want you to pick up some pace now. Stay strong and stay uncomfortable, and you're just going to hold it for a little bit. Think about other situations in your life. Maybe you're in a relationship that has more negative aspects, or maybe I have to do this or I have to do laundry. You know what? I don't like to do laundry. I'm more of a vacuuming kind of person. But when I do laundry, maybe I'll put on Saturday Night Live and I'll watch that and I'll fold my laundry. And I get it done and it's out of the way and and I didn't make it a big negative thing. I don't think about I have to do, I have to fold laundry. No, my laundry is ready and I'm just going to take five minutes now and fold it because that's all it takes. The litter box is a big thing. I keep my kitty's litter box sparkling clean. It takes literally 60 seconds to scoop the litter box. A lot of people don't because they don't want to and then the cat doesn't like a dirty litter box and they pee somewhere else. But if you don't say, I have to, gee, I'm going to take the trash out, walking right past the litter box, I'm just going to scoop it and off we go. You don't even think about it. You don't give yourself a chance to dread it. You don't give yourself a chance to talk negatively to yourself. Okay, slow it down just a little bit now. Another thing that we tend to do is we say hate a lot. And maybe not you, but I always say, I hate this, I hate that, I hate this. Well, no, I don't actually hate any of that. It's a phrase that I use and it's something that I've been trying to work on because I don't actually hate much. I hate people who are mean. I hate people who put other people down, but that's about all I hate. Maybe I hate fish. Okay. But other than that, I don't hate things. And a couple of weeks ago, I think I told someone, "Ugh, I hate the podcasting. Well, I know I don't hate the podcasting. What it is about the podcasting is I'm tired of listening to my own voice because I have to listen, I have to record it, and then I have to listen to it, and then I'll cut out if there's any big gaps, or if I turn away from the mic and you can't hear me, so I have to listen to it, and then I have to edit the transcript. If you've watched as the transcript pages turn, you'll see it's completely crazy because I don't speak clearly, I guess, and it can't understand me, so I have to edit it over and over again, so by the time you hear this, I've heard myself so many times, it's like, I don't want to listen to Helen anymore, all she does is talk to me. Get ready, 45 seconds. So I'm making myself aware again of the fact that I'm using the word hate when I really don't hate something. Maybe I don't feel like doing something or maybe it's annoying to me, but I don't actually hate it. And I'm noticing that more now as I'm trying to be aware, but I'm really noticing who else is like that. And I really didn't notice it before because I was trying to out negative them. And slow it down a little bit. Sometimes we forget how lucky we are that we can do the things we have. And a lot of people have chronic issues. I have chronic pain. My daughter has fibromyalgia. I had a woman in my class for years. She was young and she had chronic arthritis. And she said, well, I hurt whether I work out or not, so I might as well work out. And that was like the best attitude. For those who don't have any chronic pain or issues, why not? Why not take advantage of the fact that you feel pretty good? And you are able to exercise. You get to exercise. Do that this week. Just think about 
framing it into I get, I get to, I get to. And the next week, pick something else and find a word or a phrase that you want to eliminate from your thoughts and change that and then put a little note as to what you want to change it to. Maybe you start with the food next week and the week after maybe start with a job or a project. You don't say I have to when you're getting ready to plan for vacation. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go shopping under this. I'm going to make the reservations. But you don't do that when like you're getting ready to do spring cleaning or winter cleaning or whatever it is that you do. So just really think about the way that you talk to yourself. You got to be nice to yourself because who else is going to be nice? That's right. Slow it down just a little bit more. So this episode number eight, this is a big episode because many podcasts fold after episode seven. This is episode eight. We're going to celebrate, celebrate good times. Come on. Don't you hate that song? I Oh, I just did it. Did you see what I did? I did it. I actually do not like that song, but I sing it anyway. Why? I don't know. It's ingrained in my brain. But you see how easily that just slipped out of there from me? That's the one thing I really need to work on, the word hate. So if you catch me doing it in another podcast, I want you to let me know and say, listen, Helen, you said you were going to do that and you did it. Slow it down a little bit more now. Take a deep breath in. Always remember to breathe, especially if you get stressed or overwhelmed. Just breathing really, really helps. It helps just relax everything and calm you and you can slow your breathing down, especially in situations where you might be nervous or stressed. When I was exercising, if I got really tired, I just controlled my breathing a little bit and then, you know, got right back to where I needed to be. If you're walking with me or if you're walking inside, just go ahead and stretch a little bit on your own. Make sure you stretch out and get all tension out of your legs because we know we've been walking. Hey, here's an episode eight bonus. Listen how other people around the world reframe. Like after work, you know, I found myself complaining like I had to go and buy you know, a present for one of the kids' friends' birthdays and I was exhausted going home and I actually was able to reframe that from gratitude, like just thinking about what, what, um, yeah, what can I be grateful for about this situation? And, you know, and I was like, you know what? I get to go to the shop because I have a car that can take me there. I have the finances. I get to buy a present. And my child has a friend, like a beautiful friend that I get to buy a present for. And we have shops handy that have that service that I get to do. So, like, that's a really cool reframe that I do. Um, I do lots and lots of different reframes, but that's just one example I thought I'd share with you. My suggestion for turning um, negatives into a positive is to ask myself, um, is the negative that I'm thinking actually true? Do I have any evidence to tell me that that it's true? Do I have any evidence to back it up that what I am feeling and what I am thinking is actually true and nine times out of ten it is incorrect actually most of the time it's incorrect because my brain will have a little moment where it likes to run on a little tangent or it'll attach some other experience that I've had to that so that is Katia and I'm coming from Melbourne 
I had a girl the other day and someone sent her a very, very nasty message. It was someone she'd been friends with for a long time and she said all sorts of hurtful things, you know, and she was devastated. And we ended up reframing it to being the fact that she wanted to go and thank this girl for um, showing her a blind, like a blind sight um, because she could have gone on for ages not realising that she was attracting that type of person. So it was a real enlightening moment for her um, and made that letter just one of the best things that could have happened. All right, that's my thing. Love ya, bye.